This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found on Gadget Geeks show number 297, recorded on February 16th, 2017. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that by knowing news reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy TV studios here in a beautiful, I mean, unbelievable, what's it, February 16th, 70 degrees in Omaha today. Incredible. Um, just makes you want to go outside. It's hard to believe we're in the middle of February. Uh, beautiful here in Nebraska. Hopefully beautiful where you are at. And of course, we post the show with world-class show notes. Not too many show notes this week, but we post those out at the Average Guy. Dot TV. Don't forget, you can join us live on our mobile app if you want to get access to that homegadgetgeeks.com. I want to thank LastPass for their sponsorship of that. Big things going on at LastPass. I need to get Amber back on because, you know, they were Citrix. They merged with Citrix Logmian, merged with Citrix in an, one of their subdivisions. And I got this crazy letter from them this week, you know, this vendor letter, right? That was like, hey, we're merging and we're looking for economies of scale. And we have multiple vendors for things, and and I'm a little different situation because it's just a one-time annual payment, uh, sponsorship payment. But it was funny to get that letter, like, mm, and, you know, now I know what happens when two companies merge and they're trying to save costs. So they are aggressively getting after it uh, there. So we'll have to get them back on. But we want to thank LastPass for their sponsorship of the mobile app. Head out to homegadgetgeeks.com. Uh, the links to get those downloaded are right there. It's free, and it's really the best way to listen to. Home Gadget Geeks on the road. And uh, someday, I think they're going to update it so you can download to the app as well. So both Android and iPhone, if you want to get access to it, absolutely free, homegadgetgeeks.com. Don't forget, we have a Patreon link available for you if you want to financially support the show. Link's right there on the front page of theaverageguy.tv or head out to theaverageguy.tv slash support, although it's a lot easier just to go out to theaverageguy.tv and do it. Last week, when Emily was on, by the way, Emily, thank you for coming on. She's out in the chat room tonight. Thank you for coming on and being a part of the show. Got some great feedback on that from last week. If you haven't gone back and listened to it, I made all kinds of mistakes. I was kind of an idiot in there. But if you uh, if you didn't watch or if you didn't listen or watch, you can do both from last week. The video is more interesting, by the way, because I left in most of the mistakes that we made in the video. Much much harder to you know to edit the video than it is to to edit the the audio. The audio is super cleaned up. I did a lot of edits on that. Tried to try to take out all my silly mistakes and get uh, and get more of Emily in there as well. So Emily, thank you for joining us last week. If you haven't listened to that yet, a little story behind, we go back and cover some things about voice recognition and about clickety-clack keyboards. And so if you haven't listened to that, head back for, for next week's. But if you want to support the show, and many of you do, our patrons out there, uh, Brian, Paul, Kevin, uh, I don't see a first name on this one, so I'll move on. Justin, John, Dennis, thank you guys for Support Nathaniel, Mark out there in the chat room. Eric, thanks for what you do. Peter, good to, thanks for your support. In there, Jim, and actually, I don't know, you guys could have quit by now, but I'm going to read your names anyways. Jim Shoemaker, thank you for doing it. MB, been a long-time supporter. Dwayne, Malcolm, and Mike Weger. Speaking of Mike Weger, Mike uh, sounds like might be Mike might be back here shortly for, for a unspecified number of weeks. We're hoping that KPMG will let him out of jail. And uh, he won't have to travel so much. So we're hoping to get Mike back, have him on. It'll be good to have him as a co-host to keep his seat 
Warren, but we thank you guys for for financially supporting uh, what we do here at Home Gadget Geeks. If you're interested in doing that, and it's always helpful, um, it, it always helps to have you guys fund what we do. If you want to do that and give back, head out to theaverageguy.tv slash support or look for the Patreon link right there on the live page. So we appreciate, I guess it's not on the live page. I guess it's on the front page. Get it there. Appreciate what you guys do. All right, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about Drobo. And uh, I've been talking about them for a while, but I never really mm, came back to it uh, for a show. And just full transparency, I have been contacting them several times trying to get them to come to bring a, a rep on. You know, Mario Blandini used to come on and there was a change in management just a uh, year two years ago, maybe. And I was really skeptical. My kids had just bought me. This is a Drobo 5N, so it's the network version of it, 5 Five bay uh, Drobo with the drives on the inside, they pop right out, which is really nice. Not much has changed in the the Drobo design in the last several years. Um, still very similar. To, uh, they just haven't changed that much. Their bigger ones are still big. The five bay ones are still five bay. They got a plug in as well. They have a, a bunch of different options. Fit out at Drobo.com. One of the things I have seen is the prices have come down on the Drobos. We used to put dollar signs when. Tim Black used to join me in the chat room. Tim must be too busy to show up anymore. But when Tim, I guess that was home server show most of the time, we talk about Drobo. Tim would put uh, dollar signs. I'm actually really disappointed nobody's put Drobo. Nobody's put dollar signs in the chat room just yet. I'll see those show up here in just a second. But uh, Drobo's made, they kind of consolidated their line down a little bit. They've actually made them pretty cheap. And I've seen some, uh, you know, come down into that uh, 299 range, 250 range, which for a NAS, right? Which for a NAS. So if you're new to Drobo, um, this, the one I currently have, five bay NAS, so you can put five drives, up to five drives in it. Um, supports pretty large. In fact, I think at this point with the latest firmware, they'll support the largest um, consumer drives that are out there. And I don't know. I don't know. What is, I'll, I'll let the chat room answer this one for me. What is the largest, most realistic consumer hard drive right now? Like when we think about you know, maybe something under 300 bucks or something like that. I have eight terabytes. Is that, I even stopped looking. Um, I haven't, I used to, I remember I used to check hard drive sizes all the time. Like, I don't know, I get three, you know, three terabytes, four terabytes uh, back in those days. Now, I don't know, not, not so much as we dig into the Drobo a little bit. I'll talk a little bit about my storage requirements, but um, the pricing has come way down. They changed management. So the original owners kind of came back. They, Merge with connected data and then have really done a lot of things. I'll show you some of them tonight. They have really done a lot of things to change the way you interact with your Drobo with a couple apps. Their app store is a million times improved and the apps actually work. And uh, and so we'll, we'll roll through some of those. Um, you know, my goal is not to get you to buy one. I just want you to consider it from that standpoint. And if you're, I think for the average enthusiast, photographer, videographer, yeah, for the average family, anymore, man, it seems like I'm creating very, very few documents, right, at home. I just don't do a lot of that. I do create a lot of podcast stuff. And so if you're creating a lot of data, you probably need some kind of solution in the home to store that stuff locally. So whether that's a Drobo or a Synology or a QNAP device or any of those, you could make your own. You could go with an own cloud or you could, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things you could do. And Coming out of the home server environment, uh, we've talked about them all. But it may be smart. And a lot of these, I think a lot of these NAS devices have matured into some really nice devices. And um, I've had a Synology. 
I haven't had a QNet, but we've looked at it before. And I think Drobo is that third player in there that's doing pretty well. The new management's made a nice run. They've cleaned a lot of things up. And so um, I think it's pretty cool. I was kind of ready. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of ready to, to ditch on them and say, well, man, and I just gotten the kids that just bought me this Drobo, the one I have now for my birthday. Mm, maybe three years ago, I think John was working for Drobo. My son was working for Drobo at the time. So we got some really good pricing. They're pretty expensive. And uh, I said, um, the, the, I just didn't like where things were going. Things weren't working. And I kind of held on. I didn't do much. I didn't actually use the Drobo very much. And then when new management came on, they began to slowly uh, start changing things and making things better. So been pretty impressed with where they've gone. Lots of, um, lots of great stuff ahead. So um, again, if you haven't considered some, some drives, I haven't considered some kind of NAS device, NAS, NAS, right? Network Tech Storage you might want to. I think now it's the time. They're getting pretty inexpensive. They're pretty mature. They do some great stuff. Rennie says out in the chat room, eight terabytes. So yeah, that's probably as we think about, um, uh, let's just do a quick Amazon search, won't we? So when we look at hard drives real quick here, this will this will date us later here, hard drives. We'll just take a look and see where we're at here on Amazon. Um, interesting. Of course, the first thing that comes up is a Western Digital Blue. So two terabyte drive, 70 bucks. Uh, let's pop in here. Let's see, see more. We'll go four terabytes and above. See what those are. So probably what I would use to replace a drive on this uh, right now, a Western Digital uh, Red for four terabyte. Although there's been some debate. Uh, I won't pull them out, but every drive in there is green. And I know some folks have had some trouble with their green drives. And that's not me. It's just one of those things. These things just run. You'll take a look at the serial numbers here in a second. All Western Digital Green, all of them, three, four years old now at this point. But if I was going to replace them, I would replace them with a red. Those are 145 bucks right now uh, if you want to do it that way. Six, uh, six terabytes performance hard drive. So something maybe you might put in your desktop. 302. Um, you can get a, or you can get a Seagate kind of generic version of that six gig. No, sorry. That's not a six. That's a four terabyte for 120. So really, it probably looks like the sweet spot, five, five terabyte here for 128, six, six, one. Ooh, I didn't know this. Western Digital has new purple drives. So you guys aware of this? So purple NV, six terabyte surveillance hard drives with IntelliPower and um, six gig connections. So 264, I imagine. Uh, I don't know what the deal on the purple. Have you guys heard of that out there in the chat room? Drashness says 250 to 350 for eight terabyte drives. That's probably not the sweet spot, I think, in pricing. I think probably four terabytes um, are the way to go. So I don't know. And so Drashness says, wow, purple, there are a few, they're a few years old. Well, this one's, um, this one looks pretty new, six terabyte. So, um, you know, again, uh, with the Drobo allows you to stripe those drives together. They have, this, uh, they have Beyond RAID is what they call it, which is a kind of a proprietary RAID system. It's a software system that works on Drobo, allows you to just throw drives in. So I could, don't, it doesn't matter what size. Again, we'll see that here. It doesn't matter what size, how big, whatever, it allows me to put those drives in and then just stripe them together. So they get me, they get me, um, you know, some, some kind of storage array. Let's just show you what that looks like here. We'll bring that up. I'm going to bring up the Drobo dashboard. Uh, this, the, this evening, just before we started the podcast, I fired up the Drobo dashboard and actually there was a brand new update and it's version three. So I'm on a, 
I'm on a pretty uh, pretty new version of the Drobo dashboard. Typically, when I would uh, I would come here, oh, I got to get the dashboard up and use the right one. Um, uh, so this is the Drobo dashboard. It really hasn't changed much in the last couple of years as far as functionality. Uh, they have made some improvements to it, both with that and the firmware that comes with the Drobo. They continue to add functionality to the Drobo uh, from that standpoint. You can see here, my Drobo is loaded up. Um, I'm gonna not hide the chat room so I can see you guys. Um, so you can see in, in my Drobo now the, the layout, uh, and it mirrors what you saw behind me when I was showing that to you when we first came on. So I have two one terabyte drives. Those are my oldest drives. And I think actually Drobo gave those to me. We were doing a bunch of testing for them. And I think those drives came from Drobo about four years ago, four and a half years ago. They have, they have stayed in there, been very faithful drives. Again, these all look like we can roll through them. WDC, so Western Digital, these are all greens. When we go through, we can click through the bays. So in bay bay one, we saw another one terabyte ears. These are the ears drives. These were the really cheap ones, to be honest. Uh, lots of people had lots of problems with them. Let me see if we see that. Yep, ears drive in bay. So the one terabyte drives are the ears. We get into bay two. Um, these are, this is a three terabyte drive that I bought oh, a couple years ago. One of the things that would be really nice on here is if I had a date on this dashboard. Can you guys see that all right? I think you can. You might have to go big screen to make it to to see it all. But uh, it gives me health. Um, it gives me health on each of these drives as I go through them. So it'll let me know as soon as a drive begins to fail. It's going to let me know. So it's one of those things where on the Drobo, if we had a drive, it sensed it was going bad, couldn't read to it. The red light next to the drive is going to come on both on the dashboard and on the physical device, so you can kind of see it. It'll tell you which one to uh to swap out so bay two has the three terabyte drive and i have two of those i think i bought those maybe a year ago sweet spot maybe 99 dollars or something like that on sale kind of waited for those to come in and then of course it rounds out uh, on bay number five let's see no i clicked too fast so bay number four down there has a two terabyte um oh because the first one's zero i was like ah, that should be bay five but actually the first bay is zero so Two terabyte drive down at the very bottom. What would happen is you can see here, if I look at the capacity of these drives then, um, and I've gotten close recently, that uh, as we get closer to it uh, filling up, it's gonna start saying, hey, Jim, um, you're running out of space. And I don't have the exact you know, dimension from that estimate or the, the exact size that says um, what it'll click in at. But the other day I was, um, I got, I'd gotten close. I use all, I use a Cronus to back up the various PCs in the house to the Drobo. I'll show you where that's at here in a little bit, but, um, and I had gotten pretty close and I said, Hey, it's going to recommend you. And it's it started flashing the one terabyte drive. So pretty cool. Kind of let me know. You can also see here in, in the capacity section, it kind of gives me some idea of, you know, I got about 3.6 terabytes available for the data reserved, uh, for expansion. I've got some used for protection, and and then a little bit, uh, a little bit is overhead uh, for the redundancy. I'll actually show this to you in a little bit. I have dual redundancy on, so it would allow me to lose two drives at the same time, and so that's why you think, okay, wait a minute, let's do the math here. So three, two, three, three, or two, three terabyte drives. So that's six, right? And then two, one, two terabyte drives. So that's eight. And then two, one terabyte drives. That's ten. You're like Jim, that's ten terabytes. Yes, that is, but and then you're like, you only have three available. That's a lot of space. Well, yes, a lot of space being saved for 
redundancy at this point. If one of those drives goes or I decide to pull one of the drives out, it's going to start flashing lights and say, hey, dude, you need to put a new drive in. Of course, if I lost the two three terabyte drives, uh, that would be pretty critical. If we did it at that point, that would get it pretty close. But um, chances are I've only lost one drive in the in the couple years that I've had this thing. I've had a, I had the four bay before this, and so I've had Drobo's in the house for, oh, I don't know, four or five years. Um, so that's kind of the way that works. So if you've never seen that on the dashboard, I have about 18% free. I've got some things I can kind of clean up and kind of keep it where it's at. I do, I have my eye on some, um, I do have my eye on some four terabyte drives that uh, that'll be the, the two one terabytes will come out, the two four terabytes will go in. And that should serve me pretty well for the long haul. Most of my data, uh, if you look at the actual data on the drive, and we'll look at that here um, in a little bit, um, most of that data um, is is podcasting stuff. And so it's, it you know, that for me, that gives me the opportunity to store all that drive there. I want to do all that data there. Eventually, that data gets copied up. I'll show you that here in a little bit too, up to crash point. So we'll talk about that as well as we go forward. All right. I can create my own shares. If I wanted to break that down and, and create new shared drives on the network, uh, that would be okay too. Um, would give me a way to maybe separate that out. I have, I have one. It's just called public. We as a family use it together. If I was in an office, I could create a bunch of different drives, and there's some things you can do around the drives. So um, that allows me uh, – I wouldn't need to do much of that. There's some sharing settings and some security that goes with it. I haven't really messed with that very much. Um, but you could kind of create some security, say, in home office. The Robo is really focused on uh, photographers. And so, it, you know, if you were in a photography office and you were keeping track of people or drives or whatever, you could do that. We had, we had used it at Gallup for a while, too. I think they'd stored backed up email stuff on it for a while, and they liked the redundancy of it. I couldn't lose that data. So the Drobo sat around for a while. But that we got rid of those a couple of years back. So you can see the shares there. Then, of course, um, uh, what, what, I, what really changed in the last couple of years, and this is the new Drobo, this area here with apps. They always had an app ecosystem, but man, the apps didn't work very well for the longest time. And I don't know what they did. I'd love to have them on to have them talk about it, uh, to, to talk about the story, but they either hired some new engineers or brought some great engineers or developers over from Connected Data or whatever they did. They fixed all this and this actually worked. One of the cool things that they've done when we look at, I got to click on the right thing. When we look at the, uh, the Drobo apps, they've broken these down by folders. And so these are the actual apps that work on a Drobo. So the My Drobo app, which is really, really cool. So it used to be, and this is where the connected data part came in, used to not be able to access your data very well outside of your home network. And, uh, and so they brought over what's called My Drobo. And now it's a service that runs and allows, in conjunction with the Drobo access um, app that's here, really allows me to get access to the data. So I can come in here and click and click on configure. Let me see if you guys can see this. You may not be able to on the live side. We'll see what it, we'll see what shows up. No, you can't see that, uh, unfortunately. But an app would appear that, an overview would appear, it's gonna give me some uh, Drobo access conditions and let me know, hey, is everything connected? Is everything working okay? I get some green lights associated with that that tells me yes, and then I can connect to it. Um, it also, what's a cool little feature that comes with it is also allows you to do uh, well, WordPress instance off your Drobo. So there's some, there's a, it'll put a database on there, SQL database, it'll allow you to create this WordPress instance. And so uh, for me, if you go to Drobo blog, 
So all one word, droboblog.mydrobo.com. And I think you guys can do this as well. I'd encourage you to try it along here. I'll, I'll copy and paste it. Uh, it's not the speediest thing in the world. I'm just, I'm not going to lie to you. Hopefully when you guys all hit it all at the same time, it won't bring it down. But let me switch, um, let me switch screens here. And so if you're listening to the audio version of this, you might want to head over to the, the video portion of it because we're going we're gonna to show some video. Let's see if I can find the right screen. I think this is the one that we want. Okay. And so uh, when we come over, let's get to the right place. And, uh, and so there it is. There's the WordPress there's a WordPress blog that I set up, uh, Jim's Drobo blog. I had intentions when when things got better and and I started finding out about it. I had some, um, yeah, yeah, and I got to fix that. It actually should. I, I don't know, uh, Jason, if you're seeing that on my screen, it shouldn't do that for you. I'd be interested in seeing. I think because I'm on the inside here. Are you guys getting the insecure? Because it's supposed to be secure. I just may not have something configured correctly. That's supposed to work that way. I didn't know I was going to do this till tonight, so I didn't. I haven't worked on it in a while. It was just kind of a test. I could host a blog out there. I had intentions of writing a blog for Drobo, get their attention, whatever. And of course, you know, good intentions you have of doing these kinds of things oftentimes don't lead anywhere. So I kind of started it, and uh, I think I got a uh, nothing's going on. So okay, yeah. So I probably need. It's been oh, it's been a year or so since I updated this, and so I probably need to update the sort or do some some kind of refreshing in there to make sure that gets done. Um, not not too worried about it. Yeah, Emily said yeah, she got the same thing, but she proceeded anyways because she's a rebel. And um, yeah, there's no. It just means the data going across so people can see. I'm not that worried about it, and I don't te technically I don't really use this functionality, but it is it is pretty cool. Uh, there have been a few times I've needed to grab something off my Drobo, and so I've run over. One of the other things, and so when we look at, uh, this is the WordPress functionality, which is pretty cool, and then the Drobo access uh, capabilities. So I can log in. This is, now again, I'm on the inside, but I could access this from the outside. And this becomes a lot like Dropbox, right? So I can come in, hit a, hit my public drive. You saw that public drive when we had the when we had that uh, thing open. I've got a whole bunch of things in here. I'm going to come to, uh, I'm going to come down to music. And uh, we'll find my son's band. I want to see if this works. I'm going to give this. I'm going to give you guys access to it since you're listening to it live. So my uh, my son's band was Adelaide back in the day, and in fact, the tune we we played. This is the tune. This was the opening tune for Home Gadget Geeks for a lot of years uh, that you might you might recognize it. So I'm going to go ahead and click on that on the sharing tab, and if and I'm going to give you guys. Here's the share link. So let's copy this and I'll just uh, put it in the chat room. If you're listening to the audio version of it, you won't be able to participate with us. But I think that'll get you there. I didn't, uh, I probably should have set an expiration date so I could uh, I could click that as well. And uh, let's just choose, we'll, we'll choose uh, tomorrow as the expiration date. And uh, does that link work? Uh, give, that, give that a try. See if you can hit that thing and download. I don't, you can't play it. But you can, um, I think you can download it. So there you go, free copy of Motion. It's a song that was that we use. Is, is that working? Can you guys in the chat room? Can you? Are you able to download it? I never tested this outside of. I never tested the sharing stuff. I wasn't particularly excited about sharing my Drobo stuff, but um, I, I, I could. You know, so when you think about 
and there's some other apps coming up when we think about own cloud and some of those other things. Those work with it as well. Yeah, it yeah it'll it's not secure, but it's okay. It's just a it's just a music file at this point. You can grab it if you want to and and um, and download it. I, I'm not too worried about it. I think my certificate's expired, and I need to get that updated. That's definitely on my end. Uh, so. Yeah, you got to get past the non-secure thing, which means you just go down to the bottom and say, hey, it's okay. I realize this is not a secure site, and um, and you're downloading from me, and uh, that link should take you to that song, I think. It, it's up to you if you want to do it or not, but uh, I thought that'd be kind of interesting to see if you can get that downloaded. So, um, you know, one of the things, when we go back to the, you know, go back to the All Files tab, a couple things, you know, I've used the Drobo for when we think about uh, what I'm storing on here. I have an ISO file here that a lot of the stuff that we do with Microsoft um, uh, requires uh, Windows ISOs. And so rather than downloads all the time, I keep those. They're big files. And so it fits nicely on the Drobo. I mentioned earlier, uh, we do a Cronus backups in the house here. And so my wife, I just bought my wife a new Lenovo C CI5, at Core i5 is what that stands for, at Christmas time. And so that's hers backing up to it. And then of course, um, I, this is the the PC I'm working on right now, this Studio Core i7. Man, a Cronus and Drobo work great together. And so I can do all kinds of different kinds of backups that I want to do and get those things rolling. And so um, we keep backups on it um, as well. One of the cool things, one of the other cool apps I'll show you here in just a second, which is pretty cool, is they have a new one called, oh, good. So Christopher says that uh, he downloaded the MP3. Enjoy it as a gift. It was Again, it was my son's band, and uh, and that's a cool little song. That's one of my favorite songs that he did. Um, so one of the coolest things is they have this what's called Drobo Picks, and you can uh, thanks Randy, you can load that on. And now they have both iPhone and Android. And you as soon as you come in the house and it senses you're on the Wi-Fi network, it starts unloading or copying your pictures from your phone uh, over to the Drobo. Again, that does that. You can send them to the cloud. You can, you know, either Google or your iCloud or whatever. But it's really cool because then I can keep mine locally if I want to. So come over here to the to the the the, uh, the pics. Here's my phone. I haven't put the app on Sarah's phone yet. And we've got some pics from 20, 2015, 2016, and 2017. They're all there if I want to dig in and see them. Um, so that's pretty cool. I, I always get that notification at the end that says, um, hey, you're all your you know, whatever you've had on your phone has been uploaded and saved. And so pretty cool when I come back from a long trip or something like that, it's uh, pretty handy to have that little feature. Also use, I also back that drive up to, or that folder, also back that up to um, crash plan to, to make sure it's backed up there. So it um, uh, really handy. I mean, again, those are three features that worked, didn't work, weren't even, didn't even exist with the old company. But uh, those guys have got working um, pretty well from from a Drobo standpoint. Let me flip back over to the to the Drobo um, dashboard again as we go. Hopefully you're seeing that here. Pop that back in. So those uh, the the My Drobo and the Drobo Access and the Drobo Picks are all brand three brand new apps that really never were there before and uh, weren't available. One of the other apps I think I mentioned too then. Um, as well as this WordPress app down there. And it does a pretty easy install of WordPress and you can bring that up and get it working. Some of the some of the apps you might know uh, pretty well, um, but this BitTorrent Sync, and there's a bunch of BitTorrent apps if you want to use that for BitTorrent stuff. You can. Crash Plan, I mentioned that earlier. Um, this didn't, again, on the old Drobo, didn't work. 
and uh, they got it working and um, some pretty good instructions. You can't see it. Unfortunately, you can't see the configuration when I bring it up here on Google Plus. It, uh, it's in another window and I can't see it. But there's a whole new configuration instructions, which didn't work very well. Working, working well from that standpoint, my crash plan. I think I have, uh, when we think about the crash plan data that's up there, many of you have a lot more than me, but I'm probably closer to the average guy when we think of uh, crash plan data and what's up there. Yeah, yeah, my, it, yeah, Drashna, a little, little late to the party, but the SSL certificate is not, and I don't think it's mine. I think uh, Drobo does that, and I just don't think I've, um, I don't think I have uh, updated it. I need to go in and, and get that done. So um, about 1.2 terabytes saved off of the the crash plan here. Let's see. I'll give you, let's give you some access to that as well. Let's see what that looks like. So jumping into crash. I don't think there's anything that um, I have to worry about showing you here. I don't know. I'm just going to show it. Okay. So there you go. About uh, 22,000 files, uh, 1.2 terabytes and it's um, uh, last connected about a minute ago. So have that all, all, all set up and ready to go from a crash plan perspective. So pretty cool. I never have to really worry about it. A great way to think, especially from a podcasting standpoint, I never have to necessarily think uh, about it because it just automatically um, does it. Well, um, Elephant Drive, I don't know if anybody, anybody in the chat room use Elephant Drive? That's kind of the, you know, it's kind of a Dropbox, uh, large storage when we think of Dropbox or or uh, some of the other ones. Uh, Elephant Drive is one of those. Christian uh, had an own cloud server going on. That would probably be for a lot of people. Um, that would be one of those things where you could do your own if you want to do it. That's what own clown is. So you can set that up and kind of set up your own. I, I didn't do it because it's I can get to it through the Drobo apps now. So I don't really worry about it that way. So those are some apps you might recognize. In the entertainment section, uh, a couple ones, Firefly. I used to, man, Firefly is an old media kind of media server or music server, open source media server for iTunes. Play your music. I had that running for a while. Mini uh, DLNA. And then, of course, everybody knows or you should know Plex. And I've actually stopped Plex. Uh, the processor inside of this Drobo, um, by the way, not really fast enough to transcode some of the big stuff for Plex. So I have not found that uh, very helpful. And uh, I actually run Plex on a three, you know, three uh, Core i3 box that I built. I find that to be a lot, um, a lot better. One of the things you can see down below here, this does have what they call hot data cache, which is a 32 I have a 32 gig M2 drive that sits in there. And so it, it pushes the data to that uh, SSD first and then does some smart things with it to move it around. So Drobos were always inherently known as being very, very slow. And um, and they're still not the, they're still not lightning fast, but they're not as bad as they used to be. And so it writes that data to the SSD first and then as it can, it sends it out to the drives to be written. So they kind of use that cache. That was kind of before the conversion, but um, I've installed that uh, as well. Works works out pretty well. You can see at the bottom here it says hot cache. I like that. Hot cache is active. So, uh, but Plex pretty cool from that standpoint. It was great. They supported it. I'd love a little faster of a processor in there to, for transcoding for some of the other stuff. But um, I've I've lifted the load off of my Drobo to get that done. A few other ones you might know here: Couch Potato, headphones, uh, Sick Beard. That's another another pretty. Um, widely known 
app to do some of the media uh, pieces that's in there. WordPress uh, showed you a little bit earlier here. If you pro FTP, if you want to FTP or create a FTP server off this, you could um, do that as well if you wanted to make that or turn that piece on to get that done. It does run some applications too. So there are some there are some other apps that require uh, you can create an Apache server. And I got these running. I was testing some other stuff a ways back, but you can create an Apache server, Java, is installed on there as well. So those those are pretty interesting. There's a little instance of MySQL on there that you can get into and configure. It's pretty cool. Node.js, Perl 5, Python 1 and 2, and Ruby, all apps that are on there. And then uh, as we kind of run through the last little bit here, there's a zip, fi a zip file application. Mm, let's see if there's anything else in here that makes sense that uh, from an average standpoint. Nope. So those are the apps that are available. Um, yeah, I guess it could. It could. I have not. Uh, uh, Drashness says, "Oh, it supports mono, so it could support. It, it could run M, uh, MB." Um, yeah, it could. There's a lot of things actually, and I think the guys that uh, that are working in Drobo now are little little hackers and slashers. So uh, some some kind of cool stuff. I don't use a lot of that. I've kind of taken on the standard apps when we think of you know, the WordPress stuff, I'm using their apps and such. I uh, used Plex on it for a while. Uh, but that, uh, that that works out pretty well. So their app section has gotten very robust. I think if anything's changed with Drobo in the last year and a half, whatever, it's been their app infrastructure and they've done a great job. I, I give them high praise for really going after some of these apps. If you could find a Drobo 5N for 300 bucks, I think it's a pretty good deal. Um, you know, you need to look for a sale and there seems like they're running them all the time, but, but, uh, but not too bad in the tools. Um, this is kind of fun. You can blink the lights if you want. It'll ask me, uh, Hey, they're going to run continuously for 15 minutes. So I mentioned earlier, if there was a failure, this is kind of, well, this is, you see him blinking on the screen. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. You know, they're blinking. We'll come, we'll bring it back here. So there they go. The, the, the lights are off and blinking. And if there was a failure of some kind, it would tell me you know, at that point, it, that would give me some kind of indication, visual ind indication. It also would give me a pop-up on my screen here. So there's an app associated with this PC that I'm using here. And a warning would come up to tell me exactly what was wrong, exactly what drive it is. So if you had your Drobo stashed away somewhere where you couldn't see it, you don't have to have it up in the open. But it's such a beautiful box. Uh, I've been hiding it for the last, oh, I don't know, six months. Uh, it's good to kind of leave out. So there you go. There's also some blue blue lights along the bottom here. If you see them, it's hard to see them. We're almost out of space on this thing. You, you, you noticed earlier, the the blue lights kind of tell how much data is in there, and it's it's getting closer. It will uh, it'll it'll go all the way across. So some pretty some pretty interesting lights from the from the dashboard. Then I can also shut down. Uh, this is where if I want to come in and and manually shut that down. I can shut it and restart it from here. I can reset the Drobo if I want to. I can come in and check for updates if I want to get that done. Uh, there's a Drobo settings tab that uh, offers me, and this is uh, when I when I talked about the dual disk redundancy, this is the screen that does that. So in this case, I do have it set, dual disk redundancy, protect this Drobo against up to two simultaneous drive failures. So this provides more data protection, but uses more disk space. I think that's kind of duh. Ken, thanks for coming out. Uh, good to see you. You can catch uh, catch the recording if you want to do that later, but thanks for coming out. And then, of course, um, I have the disk drive spin down option set in there. So Drobo spins down the drives after a period of inactivity for power savings and drive longevity. I think that has been something really cool for me. Uh, I've got that um, 
uh, set. And because every once in a while, I know I come to get it, I come to access it. It takes a while for the drive to spin back up and everything to come to wake up to get access to the file. Then I have instant access to it. Uh, and that's okay. Spin those drives down. I want to save on that. I want to save on that. Uh, we, we saw here, it's it's also, you can dim the lights if you want to. So if they're too bright, maybe they're in your room and you sleep in the same spot. And if you want to delay, if you want to dim those, you can dim those uh, right down as well. We uh, we also have got some settings uh, on the Drobo. I got to go to the right, got to go to the right thing here. Um, uh, when we click on the network tab, I've got this set to automatically pick up DHCP assignments, but you could do it manually if you wanted to. This is where you could assign it to a work group for Windows if you wanted to put it in a work group. It's discovered by Windows pretty easily. And so um, uh, that's the, the network settings are there. So you've got some options around that. And then uh, what's kind of cool is the alert settings that are out here. I don't have this set to do email, but it could. Today, all the alerts come on the desktop. But if I was doing, again, if I was doing remote access and I had everything set up correctly here, I could have it email me uh, if I wanted to send it out uh, through an email piece and uh, we could get that um, SMTP out there and I could get notifications via email if I wanted to. So some pretty uh, some pretty solid options that are there. pretty easy too. I mean, I've done a Synology. It's a little bit, it, the uh, there, there are more options. Sometimes options equal confusion. You can see here also, this is an area where from the dashboard standpoint, um, all I can enable all those pieces uh, as well. So that's the dashboard, uh, kind of a quick walkthrough of that. And gives me, I, I think, easy to, you know, pretty easy to maintain. Um, Rennie says it's the prettiest box, the best box, trust me. So it is pretty box. I mean, they've done a nice job on it. The design hasn't changed all that much. It's something that I like to put on my, put on my desk and uh, something, you know, I like to use. Uh, here, I'll, I'll show you. We can also access that. Um, let, me, let me go put the screenshot on. So we'll bring up the file. Where's it at? Uh, maybe I'll have to share the whole window with you. I'll do it that way. So we'll share that out with you. You can see the, no, I shared the wrong one. Now let's, let's try that again. That's the screen I want. So you can take a peek uh, at it there. You guys can see yourselves. Um, you can see that uh, here. We'll blow that up a little bit so you can get it done. So I, you know, I've got access to it. I've set a short drive uh, uh, or, or a mapped network drive here for the podcast, so you can kind of see the way the pot the podcasts are laid out. Um, sometimes it in Windows is it loses itself, and so I've got a drive um, set up here as well, so I can go to drive Drobo Five N public. You saw these; these are the same folders that you saw, or the same files that you saw when we were showing it on the web. You can come in and um, look at the backup files if you want to do it that way. I probably have more for the for my uh, for my backup. You can see here are the differentials. That's backing up, and I think I do a full. Oh, I think I do a full monthly. So twelve twenty six. Let's see the next full ten. Uh, I thought I did a full monthly and a bunch of differentials. I'd have to go back on a Cronus and take a peek and see what I'm doing. But you see, from a from a Windows standpoint, pretty pretty standard management. Uh, given the folders, pretty easy to set up, um, you know, so easy a caveman can set it up, right, from that standpoint. So pretty, uh, uh, pretty, pretty easy, pretty good looking, I think, pretty, uh, pretty simple. If I did want to pop a drive out, um, you know, you guys, I won't because it'll send the thing into a fit. It would, you know, 
to recover, it's not the fastest thing in the world. And I don't think you want it to be the fastest thing in the world always, but I pop a drive. It'd probably take a couple hours to cut that drive out, make sure it's got all the data integrity. And then I could put a pop another drive back in, probably take three or four hours to rebuild that drive. So depends on which drive goes and how much data and how much space and, you know, some of those kinds of things. I wouldn't have any problem popping the drive. Uh, here, we'll just pop it. Let's just do it. Might as well. Let's give it a shot here. So we'll take it off. I think, uh, what did I say? Let's let's get the right drive here. I'll, I'll show you what happens from a from a dashboard perspective. Let's get that dashboard back up and running here. One sec. I closed the dashboard. So let's reopen that for you guys. Give you an idea what that might look like. So you see there's the Drobo. If I had multiple Drobos, by the way, this is where this would be a spot where it would allow me to manage multiple Drobos too inside of this if I want to. This is that's mine. It's going to switch over. Here's the status. So Let's just pop that top drive, and that'll simulate a drive failure. And so let's pull that drive out of the system. It is now it is now done. Of course, you know you're doing these you're doing these demos live. Okay, so I just got a on my desktop. I just it just popped up. Said, "Hey, uh, you you have degraded with one you know it, with the drive missing." This drive is going to go. Um, this drive is going to go critical. So let's let's flip over to the drive itself here, and uh, we'll look at the drive information on it. So bay zero is empty. It's like, hey, you need to insert one in here. It's going to affect my capacity. You remember, uh, this is at this point. I am. I've got more. Um, I don't have a lot of free space left at this point, and it's like, yikes, right? And so it's thinking, hey. Put another drive in. Now I'm going to cheat because all the data is on this drive and it knows it. But we're going to snap that drive back in. I should have showed you that, but we're just going to snap that drive back in. And here we'll come back to the, we'll come back to me so you can see it. So I just snap that drive. I just, you know, there's a little lever over here. You push it, pops out. A drive came out. I'm going to snap that back in, and it's going to go into recovery mode. So the the at the bottom of the of the dashboard, it says data protection is in progress. You may continue accessing your files, but please do not remove any hard drives with blinking yellow or green lights at this point. Well, right now they're all blinking because it's rebuilding itself as it goes. And eventually uh, we should see some progress um, when we think about, here, I'll flip back over to the to the dashboard for you. And so you've seen, I've put that, put that drive back in and you saw it a second ago, it was, it was completely red right? So I put the drive back in. It senses it's got another one terabyte drive in there and uh, it, it starts rebuilding itself. One of the nice things about a Drobo, if it fails, say the whole thing fails, you can, uh, and at this point, it's out of warranty for me. So it was, <laughs> yeah, Drashness says a drive pool would have been done already. Yeah, yeah, probably so. Um, but it's, um, uh, it's going to do its thing and you have access to it. And in a sense, it is kind of done, to be honest, in the sense that I, I don't have to think about it. I can access all the data that was on there and I can get to it. And I don't have to, I don't have to necessarily wait for it to be um, done to be able to do the things that I need to do. So uh, pretty simple. Uh, and I'm, I'm a DrivePool user as well. I actually have DrivePool on my, um, on my HTPC. 
that's built out. That's what Drashen is talking about. Pretty cool application that allow me to stripe together drives just like this. I have this set on a PC. So it's done. Now that's cheating, right? I mean, it's cheating in the sense that it there was already that data on the drive. If that data had gotten corrupted or was I had to replace it with a new drive and I had to rebuild it, that would take longer to get that done. If that if that was the case, a little progress bar would have shown up here in the dashboard and it would have said, hey, it's taking, and, and I think in a lot of cases, two or three hours for a new drive. It just depends. Again, depends how much data you have and where it's going and how that's working. And I mean, there's just a lot of things I would hate to, to promise anything from that standpoint. Um, but it, um, it would rebuild it for me. So, you know, my plan is I, I'm going to get to a point where I need some bigger drives and I'll just buy two for four terabyte drives and pop one, put a fourth in, let it rebuild, pull the second one, put the fourth in, let it rebuild. I can go get a drink, have a sandwich and I'm done. So pretty easy. Uh, you know, your, your mileage may vary. There's been others that have had problems. There's others that just love it. Um, I just thought it was a great opportunity, especially when we think about some of the improvements that have been made to the Drobo over the last oh, year. I cannot, uh, I can't uh, emphasize how good it is from a Drobo user standpoint to be um, able to to see. And and if somebody was, somebody was going to ask me, hey, what's the simplest, easiest? I don't have to mess around with it. Um, I, this is this is one of the simpler ones. I can't you you plug it in. It's a it's one plug and plug it into the network, bring it up, install an app, get access to it, load it with hard drives, and you're ready to go. I mean, there's advanced things you can do with it as well. But so for for the for the overly technical people, now nah, there's other ways to do it. There's 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 a lot a lot better that have more configurations. You can build a server. It certainly can do it. Uh, um, server 2016 build, if you want to do it that way. Drashna had mentioned drive pull. It's a way to get it done. There's other pieces of software that'll dr do drive pulling. Shoot, even Windows has got some pooling software built into it. Um, so, no. So, uh, Kevin had said, did you review the letter from the Drobo CEO today? Did I, did I miss something? Is this, is this going to be like one of those things where like, hey, we're shutting down? Kevin, that would be, I, I, you know, I probably would never release this if that was the case. So no, I didn't see, I did not see the letter from the CEO. Can you, can you drop me a link? Or maybe you're joking. I don't know. Um, yeah. The letter from the CEO today. Oh, good. Well, um, Certainly, uh, no, I mentioned uh, I mentioned earlier that I've been inviting Drobo to come on the podcast. I think that's what I was referring to earlier. Love to have him on. Love to catch up with him. I'd love to tell him, hey, appreciate what you're doing. You're doing great stuff. We've had a great relationship with him for years. Uh, certainly, we've given stuff away uh, for them and, uh, and would love to have them show up and do a podcast with me. Well, with, I don't know. They don't want to come. They're busy. I, I did contact them during CES, and I think they were making a pretty big run. Uh, they were making a pretty big run at CES. So, um, good. Well, okay. Yeah, so the letter from Drobo CEO, letter 2017, the comeback kid on the Drobo blog. So, um, good. Well, I'll read through this. Um, uh, looks like they, they've, they are certainly touting what they're doing, um, and 
I'd love to uh, love to talk with the CEO if he would be willing to come on the program and and maybe I'll maybe I will reply back with this and say hey I'm talking about you whether you like it or not although I'm not sure there's that there's too many more things they could cover than we just did but never know maybe they can give us some advanced stuff as we move forward so that's the drill ball. I'm gonna actually leave it there I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I brought a network cable over I'm gonna push it back so you don't have to see the lights all the time but you guys know for the longest time it sat right there i put it up on the shelf and i don't know six months or so ago i moved it uh, i moved a lot of my equipment around the corner and down to kind of get it out of the way and uh and so tonight i thought oh, good opportunity to jump in here and update you guys if you haven't seen it in a while and uh and and give you a good 45 50 minutes on the drobo so pretty cool um a few minutes for any questions you guys might have. If you wanna, if you wanna throw some questions in the chat room, that um, I'll take those as we thinking about ra- wrapping this up for tonight. Just a reminder: I will be not here next week. We have a big annual awards for uh, for Gallup, and so we will not will not be around. And I appreciate you guys coming out live this week. We'll be back. I I actually. I need to start booking some. I need to get. Uh, I need to get busy booking some stuff. We are. Um, we're a little thin once we get past next week, so I need to start booking some things and figure out who I want to get in there. Um. Oh no, no, no worries, guys. It's you know what? It's it's hard for me to read the chat tonight and not um, not infer things into it just because I don't. I don't have a lot of time to, you know, usually when you have a guest, you can ask the guest a question. And then while they're talking, you can kind of read the chat room and kind of see tonight. I don't, I don't get any of that brain processing power. So if I misquoted you or whatever, sorry from that standpoint, but I always appreciate you guys coming out here on, uh, on Thursday nights to be a part of, of what we do. Busy, busy times at work for me. We got some great stuff going on. The podcast continue to do very well for Gallup. We were, we just had the blog crossover today. I saw 48,000 um, uh, individual um, views in a month in a 20-day period, which is pretty good for us. I like to, my goal is to have that to hit 60. And so we've, uh, we've got a little ways to go, but we're not too far away from it. Making some good progress there. A couple podcasts going pretty well, and we're seeing some pretty good numbers. Just crossed over a quarter of a million downloads, which is pretty good. For a niche, for a really niche podcast like ours, million views of the coach's blog total, and a million views on YouTube total with ten thousand subscribers. So, we're making some damage. It has. It's been one of those things. I'm not going to lie to you guys. If you got this far in the, if you've gotten this far in the audio, you're my most engaged and my most faithful listener. So I'll tell you guys. I told you at the at the end of the year, I would you know we're going to keep going, but. It's been hard sometimes to think, you know, there's a lot of tech podcasts going on out there and uh, and my, my time sometimes better spent you know, focusing on the work stuff, but I can't, I can't seem to walk away. It's just too much fun to do this kind of stuff. We're going to take a week off uh, next week. Paul Barron is going to come on the podcast and to be a part of what we do. We're going to get an update from him and all, everything that he is doing, um, everything that he is doing for IBM. And um, no, sorry, VMware. He just left IBM and now is working for VMware. So good to catch up with him. Randy said, Jim, is Gallup using messaging bots at all? And we are not. No, no it'd be a while before it'd be, we do those kinds of things. Um, now, we're, uh, Randy, we're building an army of real bots called coaches. 
So a couple thousand certified of those, and we'd like to have 10,000 by the end of 2018, I think is kind of what we're thinking. And, and uh, we're on our way to growing an army of them. So uh, maybe, well, maybe with a strengths finder or Clifton strengths app where you could put in a theme and it would bring some things back or have some discussion with you. I don't think we want to replace coaching with bots. I just don't think we want to do that. I think that's a, a sacred thing. You know, the deal, I think it's a sacred thing and, and uh, just not, not sure there's a place for bots. I don't know if there's a place for bots anywhere. I don't know. Somebody would have to convince me. Everything I've seen is cheesy and really bad at this point. I, I have not been able to find anything. Maybe you guys know, um, you know, so, oh, he says it maybe in, in lieu of email. Um, well, email still king. Everybody checks their email. Um, other, other ways, not so much. Uh, I don't know. I guess if we could find a good bot infrastructure like Skype, something like that, where they would check it. What I find is people don't want another thing. You know, we 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 create. They, they don't want another channel. They feel like email and Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter is enough for most for most business people. So I don't find them. Every time I think of something new, we have Yammer too for our coaches. Every time I think of adding another, like I almost started using Slack for them. Now that would have been a terrible decision because Slack doesn't really scale for teams of thousands very well, I don't think. And um, they, they just revolted. So it's kind of like, hmm, yikes. They didn't like that. So we, we will have to do a major upgrade on our, on our Yammer infrastructure here in the next couple months. And I'm actually thinking I'm going to have to wipe out what we have, start over and ship it downstream to them. So we'll have to see how that goes. Well, with that, I don't know, don't see too many questions. So I appreciate you guys coming out tonight. I'll stay around for a little bit of post show from there. But um, remind everyone that if you if you want if you got if you got comments if you want to send me an email you can do that. I don't usually get to them until the weekend, in a lot of cases. But um, you can contact me. Send me an email, Jim at theaverageguy.tv. You can find me on Twitter at jcollison. Don't forget the Patreon link that's out there if you want to support the show. One and five dollar plans, and if you have some ideas, t-shirts, mugs, stickers, something along those lines. Let me know. Uh, it might be a great way to, to do some Patreon uh, stuff. I don't, you know, a lot of people, everybody does it differently, but if you want to support the show, it's a great way to do it. Head out to the averageguy.tv and look for the Patreon link there on the right side. The averageguy.tv is of course powered by Maple Grove Partners, both web and media hosting. Get secure, reliable, high-speed people, high-speed people, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. For more information, visit Maple grovepartners.com. Thank Roger out at WLMN Radio in Grafton, West Virginia. Roger, thanks for broadcasting us live out there, and we appreciate your support of it. And someday I'll drive through there in the morning time when we're playing just to, to see what it sounds like. So, Roger, appreciate you doing that. WLMN Radio, thanks a bunch. You can also listen to Home Gadget Geeks on your Android or iPhone app we have available. Remember, especially to stream it if you're on the road, head out to homegadgetgeeks.com. Thank LastPass for their sponsorship of that app, and we appreciate what they've done for us. If you want to get LastPass is free now for both mobile and desktop and it syncs. There's no reason to really not give it a try. We love LastPass. LastPass.com if you want to give it a try and try the mobile app HomeGadgetGeeks.com We're back two weeks with Paul Brarin and uh, looking forward to having him here and lots of great stuff ahead. I'll stay around if you guys want to stay around the chat room for a little bit and uh, answer some questions or chat among yourselves. 
that'll be fine. Thanks for coming out tonight. And with that, we'll say goodnight.